Wow, it really pays to follow the Lord. Good morning, The Rock Church. Come on, give God some praise for what he's doing. Amen. Let me tell you, it is exciting to be amongst you today. This was definitely not the plan. I have to go back and give it to you, and then I'll come forth the word, and we'll be out of your way. But you know what? It's, it's funny. Um, my, my son is going through football trials, and, you know, um, the, the Lord just spoke to my wife and I, and I had to go come to England and give him some support. And it's amazing how God works, because last week Sunday, we had no idea that your church was starting last week Sunday. I was really disappointed, because I wanted to be in, in the first service. Oh, man, I missed it. I missed it. Because my son had a showcase, and he had to, um, that was one of the reasons why I came was last week Sunday. So we had to do that. And, and so in, in seeking the Lord, I had to stay an extra week. Now, <laughs> let me tell you how God works. Always what is in your first mind is not always the end result. And we have to learn to follow the Lord's steps yeah. and his leadings yeah. every step of the way. Yeah. So my actual week was 100% for my son, for the needs that he has that's going on right now in his life. But a side benefit, and I call it a benefit, the Lord says, Sister Ann was, Pastor Ann was, was looking at her situation, and I said, you know what? The Holy Spirit said to me, at least offer your assistance. What I did not know was that she would say yes. That's, that's the first thing. <laughs> Secondly, and, I, and this, is, this is the Holy Spirit now, I'm on the plane on my way from Bermuda. And the word, you know how the Lord just drops a little nugget on the seven-hour flight. I, I, I'm looking at it for myself. And the Holy Spirit says, that word is not for you. I figured on this trip, I was going to bring this sermon to my flock in Bermuda. No idea that it was for the Rock Church. I want to make sure you don't miss it, because if, if we take it casually, we'll take it for granted. Do not let this word fall to the ground and die. Take it with you as we go. Turn with me to 2 Kings chapter 7. Today I honor Pastor Ann and Arvo Lowe. I'm in the Rock Church. My, my nephew's at the back. My son's to the front. I, I noticed Sister Margaret over there. She's half Bermudian. This has been at least twice, so she's now Bermuda family. Okay, 2 Kings, we're going to read chapter 7. For the sake of time, I'm going to read starting from verse 3 through to verse 9. I'm using the easy reading version. There were four men, sick with leprosy, near the city gate. They said to each other, why I'll be sitting here waiting to die. There is no food in Samaria. If we go into the city, we will die there. If we stay here, we will also die. So let's go to the Aramean camp. If they let us live, we will live. If they kill us, we will just die. So that evening, the four lepers went to the Aramean camp. When they came to the edge of the camp, no one was there. The Lord had caused the Aramean army to hear the sound of chariots, 
horses, and a large army. So the soldiers said to each other, the king of Israel has hired the kings of the Hittites and Egyptians to come against us. The Arameans ran away early that evening. They left everything behind. They left their tents, horses, and donkeys, and ran for their lives. When these lepers came to where the camp began, they went into one tent. They ate and drank. Then they carried silver, gold, and clothes out of the camp and hid them. Then they came back and entered another tent. They carried things out from this tent and went out and hid them. Then they said to each other, we are doing wrong. Today we have good news, but we are silent. If we wait until the sun comes up, we will be punished. Now let's go and tell the people who live in the king's palace. I could read two chapters to explain the story today, but I want to give you that smidgen. Because this is the topic today. I want you to hear me. We will not sit here and die. Turn to your neighbor. Say, we will not sit here and die. Now, let me, let me set the stage just to end, Pastor Arvo and Pastor Ann, if you allow me. I'm a loud person. You have to respond back. Because if you don't say amen, I'm going to say it twice because I don't think you understand me. So I'm going to do my best. If something, if something strikes a nerve, something you can agree with spiritually, say amen. Let's practice. Amen? amen? All right, good. Now, let me make sure I make this context right. The Syrians, the Syrian army had a desire and wanted to conquer Israel. So they came to the capital of Samaria and surrounded this city. They decided that they would not allow anything coming out or nothing to come in. They were going to starve the city to death. The ultimate plan was to kill every single one of them. What's interesting is by surrounding the city, the city could not eat it started to starve. Famine crept into the city. It was so great, this famine, that the head of a donkey would cost two pounds of silver. The, the pint of dove's droppings, I don't want to gross anybody out, was two ounces of silver. It was so bad that a woman was prepared to cook her own baby and eat it for dinner. It's in the chapters before this. I'm emphasizing something. So the king, in this condition, calls Elisha, the prophet Elisha, just so he could kill him. He was angry with God, angry with the situation, so he was blaming the prophet Elisha. Elisha instead comes with a word. That word is right before this chapter starts. This is the word he comes with. He says, tomorrow at this time, tomorrow at this time, 14 pints of flour will cost two half ounces of silver. 28 pints of barley will cost the same price. What am I saying to you today? 
What is the prophet Elisha saying to the people of God in the midst of the war? The God that I serve is well able to do whatever needs to be done to set his people free. The challenge you and I have to face is will we believe? Will we have the faith to even step out by faith and do what God tells us to do? Well, that's what Elisha says to the king and the Israelites. Instantly, the king's assistant, I'm going to use that word, his bodyguard, his security man, he says, hey, listen, <coughs> even if God opens the windows of heaven, that price will not be able to happen by tomorrow. You know what Elisha says? Man of God. He says, listen, your eyes will see what happens tomorrow. I want to make sure you see with your bold eyes what God is able to do. But you yourself will not enjoy the food to be prepared for tomorrow. Okay? Now, I'm going to hold that story. Now, this is in the text. This is in the Bible. The characters we're going to talk about today, though, are these four lepers. And today, I want to encourage every single one of you that no matter what the devil has tried to do in your life, God has called you for just a time as this. Now, let me see if I can set the stage for us presently. Do you know that COVID is a global pandemic? It has pushed the world into darkness. It has changed the economy. It has changed the political landscape. There are, there are worlds that were so powerful, you would think they would never need or be afraid of a God. Yet right now, in our midst, we've seen a world change overnight. Yeah, I truly also believe that it was a tremendous moment for the church of the living God to yeah. be God's church. I believe God has set a time zone to reset church so we can be who God has called us to be. Let me tell you something. This Syrian army was setting themselves up to be defeated by God's country. I truly believe in the same way that God is about to do something supernatural that only he can do. I mean, the church looks like the back is up against the wall. That is a perfect time for God to do great things. But let's talk about these four lepers. You all know a little bit about leprosy. Leprosy at that time, in ancient times, was similar to cancer and AIDS. If you came down with a sickness or disease called leprosy, the people would shame you. They believed that God had cursed you with this disease and you had done something either before you were born, your family did something in which this curse came upon your life, or you had done something that forced God to curse you in this way. When somebody would come close to someone who had leprosy, they would cry out and stop them from coming close. I thought and looked at it a lot like COVID. That even though I have not done this to myself, I have become a victim of a disease that was not necessarily my fault. 
but people would shun me in my condition. What I want to get across to us today is that God wants to use this great church. Okay. Amen. I'll say it again until I get what, I'm, what the Holy Spirit is looking for. God wants to use this great church Amen. to be a light in the darkness, to be the kind of people of God that will trust him for big things, for great things. But, but we got to get this thing right. I like what Elisha did. He says, I want to make sure you know that by this time tomorrow, not today, but this time tomorrow, God's going to bring a great deliverance, so great it's even going to affect the economy. These four lepers had to make a decision. And I, I want to lay it out for you because I want to make sure that you have to make a decision. I, I wish I could make the decision for you. I wish I could pray for you and then the Lord change your mind. Somehow God could put fire in your stomach. Somehow put a drive in your heart so you'll do what God has called you to do. Amen. Unfortunately, you have a choice to make. Look at these four lepers. Let's see if we can lay it out for you. This, this, this four powerful people. They said, if we sit here, we would just die. It's a choice. People are making these choices every day. I'm just going to sit here, enjoy what little I got. It ain't much, but it's mine. God bless me. I guess I'll live out the rest of my days giving God praise, living out whatever he's given me left. If, if I, these lepers now, if we go into the city where we were shunned, where we were pushed off, if I go back to where the Lord has set me free from, he says, listen, if we go back there, it's only a famine. There's nothing there for me. Why would I go back into the place where I was pushed out of? So, so if I go back there, I'm only going to be in famine, starve, and die. I might as well sit where I am. Okay. Choice number three. If I go to the Arameans, to the Syrians, if I decide I'm going to push my way and go for it, what do I have to lose? I, I, can, I can go to my enemies and they wipe me out. Well... I was going to die anyway. Come on, church. But if the Syrians decide they're going to help me, I get to live. Now, I don't know about you, but it's almost I'm, I'm laying out my decisions without really making. I know I want to have to step out. I smile because I'm here and I, it's a side note. I'm here to support my son. It's a step of faith. We, him and I are on this journey of faith. It's a little tricky. Doesn't quite make sense to the outside world. But him and I know God has placed him on this path. Amen. We'll see what God will do. We, we have no option. We can't sit in our situation. 
We're going to trust God to do something great. I want to encourage you that are here. God has placed you in a situation. Are you going to sit there and die? In our text, I find it interesting. These lepers, those that were shunned, were making a decision. They had no idea the impact of that decision. You and I have no idea the impact of your decision. Now, you can see what's in front of you. A little scary. Big monster. He's under the bed. He's around the corner. He's down the street. And, and we, we have no idea what's headed our way. We only know that God is pushing us to make a decision. Amen. We're going to step out in the dark, even though he's lighted our path. Amen. I want to make sure we're clear on this. The four lepers, okay, we're going to do this thing. We're going to go to the Syrian camp. We're going to take a chance. We're going to step up with God and see what he will do. Now, this message is as much for you as for Pastor Arvo, Pastor Ann, it's for Stephen, it's for Bishop Jones, it's for Noah Love. I don't know all of you, but I know God sent me with one word for all of us. Are we going to sit here and die? To do this is going to require action. To do this might be risky. To do this, I may lose a few friendships. People won't quite understand me. Diane's going crazy. Andrew has lost his marbles. Pray for Mary. Something's going wrong in her head. But Mary has decided, I'm going to follow Jesus. And it doesn't make sense to you. And it doesn't make sense to you. But it makes perfect sense to me. Amen. These brothers went to, I, I call it that because there, there was a fellowship of brothers. They headed off to the Syrian camp, afraid of what they're going to be facing. They had no idea that God had already fought the battle for them. Amen. I believe for many of you, you don't even know it, but God has already given the victory. Amen. You sang it today. Yes. The victor's crown. Yes. It was decided 2000, over 2,000 years ago. We have victories in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. No reason to be afraid. No. We just step out in victory. Amen. We step out in expectation. Yes. It, it may be a delay. It may be something that we don't quite like, but God has a Amen. But let's solve it. We're going to step up by faith. See what God would do. As they stepped out, the Bible says, the camp was empty. These brothers, these thousands of soldiers had run for their lives. They heard a sound from heaven of an army, of, 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 a, of, a, of a, a foe much, much bigger than they. It forced them to retreat 
and run for the lodge. They left all the food and provisions all in the tent. Those lepers did exactly what Bishop Jerry's would have done. Finally, some food. Finally, some comfort. They, the Bible says they went from tent to tent enjoying a buffet, enjoying a banquet. Now, before we, 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 we laugh at the scenario, I, I wonder if for many of us, are we celebrating Christ so well that we've forgotten that we've got a job to do? I, I wonder if we've forgotten that in this wonderful thing called Christianity, he wants us to reach out Amen. to someone else. Yes. These brothers was enjoying the buffet. They were enjoying the fact that they can eat and sleep <coughs> Excuse me, and not be afraid of tomorrow. I guess they got to the third or fourth tent by this time, Pastor Arbel, and I'm thinking, this ain't right. We're her eating our field, hiding away the treasures and the money of this great big camp. And our brothers and sisters in Samaria are not experiencing the blessing that we are. We got to do something before the sun comes up. Amen. Let me tell you something. I tell people this all the time. God is at work when you don't see him. We keep forgetting that God has yeah. not sleep. Yeah. The Bible says he neither slumbers right. nor sleeps. Yeah. He's always working on our behalf. Yeah. I can't always see it. I, I, every now and then I'm going to go, show me what you're doing. It's like he's baking something in the oven, but he doesn't tell us what he's doing. Isn't it? It's like he's working behind the scenes. It's like sent us elves. He's working when I can't see him. Every now and then I want to see him working. The Holy Spirit says, no, by faith you must trust me Amen. that I am at work. So, these brothers send word to the tower. Hey, the camp's free. They've left. They've retreated. You have no reason to be afraid. Come down off the tower. Tell the people that are encamped and starving, help themselves to the buffet. I don't know if you all know it, but you are enjoying a spiritual buffet. Amen. You may not be eating what you're supposed to be eating, but you're enjoying the fruitfulness of what he has done for us. Amen. We are truly free. We're enjoying the presence of the Lord. We can get him at any time. We, got, we have an advantage whenever we're looking for something, a job, an opportunity. God is always on the throne working for us. That, that scripture, Romans 8, 28, is for the believer. It's not for the world. All things running together for good is for me and you. Not for the world out there. They are stressed trying to make it happen. You and I just hold our hands up and say, Lord, I thank you for what you provided for me. What we have to do now is let the world know what God is doing. We've been sitting here enjoying and eating the buffet. God wants you and I to get up and do something for the kingdom. Elisha, the king, when he brought Elisha forward 
Elisha brought that word, they had to acknowledge something happens when this man of God speaks. There's something about his character, something about his background that confirms that what he says comes true. Even though the guard, the security man, had said, oh, that won't happen. They couldn't question the fact that this guy, Elisha, things happen. Many of us have proven that regardless of what we know about the Lord so far, if he's speaking, I'm going to move with him. You have proven it over and over and over again that when God is in something, it can't be stopped. Some things don't make sense. Some things don't make quite logical. It, It doesn't fit. But let me tell you something about God. This one spirit, you all know it, it's one spirit. That same spirit brought you here today. The same spirit spoke to you and said, you got to get yourself together. you got to fortify what you got. I want to do something in and through you. And of course, our prayer is that you're going to build with us. But, but whatever it is, please do what God is calling Amen. you to do. Amen. Do not sit here yeah. and die. Now, that, that word is, 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 is a, a word of encouragement. It's a word of action. Don't just enjoy the moment. We're not here watching movies. We're here doing the will of God. Amen. Sometimes a call to action makes us more nervous than enough. We've gotten so comfortable We've been so entertained, especially during this time of COVID. We've never laid back, put on so much pawns. I'm the biggest I've ever been. <laughs> because we, 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 we function as people of habit. And if we're not careful, the devil will woo us to sleep. I want to remind some of you that there's a war out there. And it's not just Afghanistan. It's in Stratford. It's in London. It's in Birmingham. It's all over the UK. But not just here. All over the world. The devil is creeping in. So while you're getting comfortable, he's taking territories. He's he's creeping in your homes, in your families. You've got to start to decide... You will not have my family. Amen. You will not have my finances, right. my life. Yeah. You will not have my commitment. That's true. No way. Because if we sit here, we will die. Like these four lepers, I want to encourage you to action. Not me. The Holy Spirit. He sets you up. You came this morning to her, either Pastor Ann or Pastor Arvo. The Lord sent somebody all the way from Bermuda. Let me tell you something. I, I went to a Manchester United game last weekend, last week, Saturday. And there was more people in that stadium that is in my country. I heard that roar. I said, there's more people I'm listening to than my whole island combined. 
That's how small the spot is. Bermuda, in the middle of the Atlantic. The word Bermuda is bigger than the spot on the globe. <laughs> I kid you not. But, but let me tell you something. Let me tell you something about God. If he wants you to do something, if he has a plan and a purpose for your life, he will pull you out of that small area that you might enjoy and feel comfortable with and bring you to a, a space bigger than you was expecting and wanted to anticipate. We, we are praying for Pastor Ann and Pastor Arvo daily because we expect great things. This, this is not comfortable. This is not normal. But God is pulling them. Of course, with they're okay, because what we have to remind ourselves is God's not going to force us to do something we're not willing to do. But I want to encourage you, like those four lepers, I challenge you to get off that seat, go into the enemy's camp, and see what God would do. Amen. It may be already prepared. The Bible says where he gives vision, he gives provision for it. He puts a pro in front of it. He gives you the sources, whatever you need to do the job he's called you to do. Today, I want to encourage you. Jump out of that box. Jump out of that comfort zone. Don't worry about the names they're going to call you. I'm not, talking about, I'm not just talking about the Rock Church, because you can come to the Rock Church and sit too. You can go to another church and sit back and relax. Let's, have, let's, let's pray for Pastor Arthur as he kills himself. Try and do all of the jobs that we're all called to do. Amen. If you are part of a fellowship, that is supposed to give you gasoline to do the ministry that God has called you to do. Amen. It's not just about the weekly fellowship. God has a job for you to do. So I want to make sure that's clear. He's got something for you to do that's going to push you. My daughter often tells me, Daddy... If a dream doesn't scare you, it's not big enough. My daughter, she's saying it, son is living it. The dream, big, is scaring his parents. It's scaring him at times. But we believe, we walk in the direction that God has placed before us. We walk with purpose and determination. I, I want to encourage somebody, you're going to have to step out. And there's going to be some fear involved. It's okay. Take the fear with you. Put it in the suitcase. Take it with you on the plane. Take it with you in the car. You know what's going to happen after a while? That fear is going to drop off as, God st as you step out by faith. I need to pray for somebody. I'm going to ask Pastor Ann and Pastor Arbel as well. Some of you are in the room, and you're allowing your fear to get in the way. We heard tongues, gift of tongues, and a word. There were several words, but the lady that spoke the second time, we are going to have to let go and let God. Do not limit God 
to your own imagination. Lord, I'm expecting to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. God's telling you to do some stuff, and you're afraid. Do not let fear stop you. Your husband and your wife depend upon your courage and boldness. Your children, your families, your ex- where you're going in life is going to need your boldness and your willingness yeah. to follow the Lord. I'm going to pray for you. If you know God has been speaking to you, and it's time for you to hear his voice and follow his instruction. No more backing down. No more being afraid. What will they say? What pills are they going to give me? Because I've lost my mind. Don't do it. Step out by faith Amen. and be who God has called you to be. Now, I'm, I want to, we've got two, we've got some space on either side of me. If you know God has been telling you to step out, if God has been telling you to, to get up out of that seat, get out of that comfort zone, and be who God has called you to be. Today, Pastor Ann and Pastor Ava will pray for each one of you. We're going to touch and agree that God will put boldness in your heart to do what God has called you to be. Let me just make sure you understand something. There are people you don't see who will be impacted by your decision today. Not just the Rock Church, but there are people in your lives, people you don't even see, who need you to say yes. Yes, Lord, I'll do what you tell me to do. Yes, Lord, I'll be who you say I'm going to be. We're sitting in the buffet. We're enjoying the blessings of the Lord, but we are not sharing the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is time to be who you say you are in the name of Jesus.